This podcast is brought to you by the What's Your Productivity Archetype quiz. Find the best productivity method for you. Make getting it done easy. Take the quiz at andreaslinks.com. That's Andrea's with an S, links with an S.com. You're listening to the Time to Level Up podcast. I'm your host, business life coach, Andrea Libros. I help women in business commit to their own growth personally and professionally. Each week, I'll bring you strategies to help you think clearly, gain confidence, make your time productive, turn every obstacle into an opportunity, and finally overcome the overwhelm so that you can make money and manage life. Let's create a plan so you have a profitable business, successful career, and best of all, live with unapologetic ambition. Are you ready to drop the drama and figure out the how in order to reach your goals? You're in the right place. It's time to level up. Let's do this. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a client story for you. I am talking to Rebecca who I have worked with in all capacities. She has been inside committed to growth, life coaching. She has been in, or she currently is inside the Runway to Freedom Business Mastermind. She has done the Full Focus Planner course. She has done money confidence coaching with You Need a Budget. She came to my live event in April. She is a licensed professional counselor and owner of her own counseling practice, but she also is a landlord and a dog owner and a daughter and a sister and an aunt and a friend. And I think what's so interesting is that she has really put together all of these tools and continues to put them together, all of these tools to create a life and a business that she loves. I know at one point while we were working together, she said to me, well, if I do this, does that mean I can't do that? And she was having some doubt that she was going to have to give up something in order to get something else. And I think what's happened is that she's realized she doesn't have to give up anything that she doesn't want to give up. And if she does want to give something up, it's because it's not serving her or it's not useful anymore. So sit back, buckle up and take a listen to my conversation with Rebecca and see how she's been able to put all of the pieces of the puzzle together. Welcome back to the Time to Level Up podcast. I am happy you're here. And today I am extra happy because I have one of my favorite clients, Rebecca, with me. And the reason I asked Rebecca to come on today is because she has been one of my clients who is really using, I would say, all of the tools to their fullest and integrating them really, really, really well. And I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but she'll share with us. I think she has seen lots of positive changes in both her work and her personal life. And she's gotten over the, since I've known her, which has now been a year-ish, 
probably, right? Um, yeah, about yeah. nine months yeah. to a year. Yeah. Nine months to a year. I think she also has, has taken, she's done what she wants to do. She's, she's figured out how to have freedom in her personal and professional life, life keep, but, and keep things going and travel while she's doing it. Anyway, we're going to get into all of that. So Rebecca, tell us, I'm going to just let you introduce yourself. Hello, I am Rebecca Hogg, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in Texas, and I'm licensed in other places as well, and I love helping people experience healing and meaning. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true, and initially, I wasn't even a counselor. I started out, and I did two different careers before I did that, and ultimately full circle back to what I ultimately wanted to do, which is counseling. And I didn't want to, when I was in college, I didn't want to go to school for a little bit longer. I just wanted to do the four-year degree and be done. I didn't want to get a master's and then ended up doing that. And I'm so glad that I did. I initially, I actually did legal assisting and I was a teacher um, before I, I was a counselor. That. Yeah. I mean, I knew you worked in a school, but you were in a school as a counselor, weren't you? I was a teacher and then I became a counselor in school. Yes. So cool. See, look at this stuff I'm learning. Yeah. Amazing. So Rebecca really does love helping people. It is a true statement. She yes, is and she's now, really good at it. <laughs> and now I have my own private practice and I'm loving what I do and where I'm at. So now so now she's not just counseling, she's business owning, which adds yes. a whole other dimension into her life, which I think has been pretty rewarding and you're learning a lot through that process. I think being a business owner, we, we always learn things, right? Yes, we don't even yes. know what we don't know. Don't exactly. Know what don't know. That is a phrase that I use a lot, actually. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know and I want to know it. Right. Right. Okay. So when we first started working together, actually tell everybody how you found me, which is kind of interesting. So I had done some research about like what a good planner would be and there. You wouldn't believe how many, well, maybe you would, but there's a lot of planners out there. And ultimately I decided on the full focus planner. And then I joined the Facebook group and asked if anybody was a coach who also worked with in the mental health wellness field. And then you chimed in and then we scheduled a consultation call and I was sold. So that was as simple as that. It was simple as that. So what that was kind of the beginning of 2021. So tell us, was anything really wrong at that point? How would you describe where you were when we started working together? Because I don't really think anything was, because sometimes people say to me, well, there's nothing really wrong, but, and then they have this feeling where they know that they are capable of more and they want to create more in their lives. And I think going back to also what you, um, you know, you love helping people. You also, I remember expressed, like, I know I can help more people. I know I can put more value out into the world. I'm already putting value out into the world. But I just think, I sound, again, sounds cliche, but I think I'm just capable of more. So was I, would you describe anything as really wrong or what was happening in your, in your world at that point when we started working together? Good question. Nothing was specifically wrong. I mean, like 
COVID was still going on, obviously. Yeah. But I was looking for like balance, efficiency in the time that I had. So starting out with the full focus planner, um, because I had already done a lot in 2021 before we met in 2022. So, I mean, I rented out a room in my house. I worked remotely while traveling. Um, I organized a full bathroom remodel. I trained for and completed a half marathon, even with an injury. And I knew that I could achieve these new projects that I wanted to take on in 2022. But I realized I couldn't use the same methods that I had been using, doing things the way that I always mm. did things. So, yes, and be as it's efficient kind of, as I wanted. Right. It's kind of like what got you here isn't going to what gets you to the next place, right? Like mm, some, yes. something had to change a little bit in order for you to continue on that path because you were you were really working towards creating freedom to travel while still working, right? Mm-hmm. And also create actually more income in a lot of different ways. One being your your Airbnb-ish business, mm-hmm. right? And then also, I know we've, we've, you're actually in the process of bringing on more therapists. So Rebecca had plans to kind of have more freedom in her life, to work while she traveled, but also to create more revenue, which was also a great, great goal. So why why couldn't you just do this on the, your own? Because you'd already accomplished so much. So why do you think, what was getting in the way of you doing this on your own? Well, back to like what we had said in the beginning of like, I wanted to know what I didn't know. Like, what are some other ways to think about things or implement or systematize things? So I wanted to excel at each of the personal professional projects that I had started in 2022 or had thought about starting wanting to reach my full potential or those projects to reach their full potential. Cause I know that I had gotten this far and wondered where else I could go both literally and figuratively. And one of the things like when we met that you did, you asked me to rate the categories of my life with a value of zero to 10 at 10 being the best. And then visualize each of those categories as spokes on a wheel. I believe. Yep. That's um, my, yep. <laughs> you got so it. If, so if finances were like a three and health is an eight and so on, the ride of life, if you will, would not be a smooth one. So we want all the categories to be in the higher numbers, more balanced, that sort of thing. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what I want. That, yes. Cause the ride was, it was rolling, but it was a little bumpy, mm-hmm. right? It was rolling, but it was a little bumpy. So, Okay. So let's talk about all the things that we've kind of put into place. Number one, you've gotten a lot better at using the full focus planner. Would you say that's a true statement? Correct. Yes. Yeah. How do you integrate it into your life weekly, daily? What's your way of, because everybody kind of uses the tool. It's like 12 tools in one. So what do you, what do you love about it and how does it integrate into your world? Mm. The first thing that popped into my mind is the goals that you set, the annual goals that you set, Uh because that helps keep you focused when you say yes to things. What are you saying yes to? Are you saying, or are you saying no to those goals essentially, because you're not achieving them, completing them, whether they're habit goals or achievement goals. And even just that, like in the annual goals, like are these things that you're just wanting to do like habitually 
or are they wanting some, is it something you're trying to achieve? So breaking that down, talking about step-by-step how you're going to do it and how are you going to celebrate when you, Mm. you know, complete that. So that is something that I really, really like because, you know, we, at the beginning of the year, we're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then we often don't end up doing it, but it's, if it's in that full focus planner, we're saying, yes, I want to, I'm, I am committed to doing this. And we've talked about before, like sometimes we can change things. Oh, you know what, actually, this isn't something I really wanted to do. I thought it was, and it's okay to change. And that's was really big too, because it's like what I said that I wanted to do it, you know, but how much do I want to do this and for what purpose and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest things that a lot of my clients have is the aha of Ooh, this is a goal, but is this a habit goal or an achievement goal? I think that's a really powerful distinction. And a lot of times those habit goals feed into the achievement goals. So I I find that if someone isn't achieving something, a lot of times it is because they haven't developed the habits to get there. Uh, have you developed any new habits? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Um, I do Duolingo. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Duolingo. Tell us yes. about that. And I'm not perfect at it. I'll just be be real about that. And yet, overall, so they have these freeze streaks. So if you, like, miss a day, then you can, like, you know, fill it in. So I've done that a couple times. But overall, I've now kept it up for, I think, 67 days, which is really so fun. Good. So fun. So, so and if, if nothing else, like I'm picking, my brain's picking up stuff that I don't even realize that it's picking up, you know, looking for patterns and noticing things and learning, um, expanding knowledge. So, and it's, it's fun. All right. And how have you been celebrating? You talked about celebrations when you actually achieve something. Have you um, created any celebrations? Right now I have a couple friends on there. And so you can like share your status with them. And, um, but I haven't done anything else. So good challenge. Okay. Okay. Challenge. All right. All right. So we've, so you've used that planner to kind of help you outline some goals, right. And, and kind of stay on track. Let's talk about the other tool that I think you've kind of employed or one other tool that you've kind of put into place. That's actually helped you reach some goals, which is you need that you need a budget system and really kind of just the thinking behind it. How have you implemented or integrated that into your world? What have you found most valuable about that? I would say it's more about knowing for me, the, you need a budget or YNAB it's called it. I like that. It's all in one for like, meaning like my personal I can have like a budget specifically and every, you know, card account is on there for personal. And then I can do the same with business and just kind of go back and forth between the two. It helps me make sure that, you know, that I'm not charged for something that I returned or I'm not still charged for something that I returned or charged for something that I didn't do because it's all in one place. And then as well, like how much am I spending on these certain things? It categorizes it. And I know credit cards or your um, accounts do that, but they're usually all separate. And so this is all in one to really help know what you're doing with your money. And does that feel like it, does it align with your values? Does it align with your goals, your annual goals, stuff like that? 
And also like for me as a business owner who tries to keep things separate, if for some reason I needed to use a personal card, you know, debit card, credit card, it's in there and then I categorize it as business. So I don't have to go back through, you know, a certain time at the end of the year, whenever to see what did I put in personal that needed to be business. It just makes it easier for me and for my CPA. Yeah, I think it's interesting you said, what I find super powerful is when, and this has happened for me personally, like, let's just talk about going out to dinner. Sometimes I charge it on a card. Sometimes we're going out with a friend and we split it. So I might like Venmo the friend, right? So it really is powerful then to see together how much should we spend on dining out this month from all the different sources of payment, right? as one big category where I think it's really, like you said, it's really hard to figure that out just by looking at a credit card statement or cash coming out of your bank account. Mm -hmm. So just having the knowledge, I think around spending in categories creates power because then you can make better decisions, right? I've, I've made some decisions like, Hmm, I'd rather not do that. I'd rather take that money. This I'd rather not spend as much this month in that category and take the money that I would have spent and put it towards saving for a vacation, for mm-hmm. example. So I think it really gives power. Like you've saved for things over the mm-hmm. past nine months, right? Mm-hmm. You've done lots of traveling. What are some of your like categories that you're saving for? Mm. Good question. But before that, one of the things uh, I wanted to say back to what you were talking about in the categories too is... Yeah. Like you mentioned, oh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but I thought of like Venmo and Amazon. Those are kind of like obscure, like it could be anything. And so you're right, like putting it in those categories so you can actually see, you know, oh, I'm spending a lot on this. You know, is that what I want to be doing? Um, So yeah, it does help in those ones that could just be anything, you know. Right. Like in that Amazon, right? I I taught Rebecca this sort of side trick of how to figure out what actually the Amazon purchases are. Isn't that interesting when you go back in? It doesn't just mm-hmm. say Amazon when you can say this was for household goods, this was for clothes, yeah. this was right. Exactly. Yeah. So figuring out how to categorize your Amazon stuff is pretty powerful. Okay. So that's like spending. So let's talk about saving. So what have you what have you been saving for? Um retirement, vacations, gifts for others. Yeah donations isn't and it's kind of i think it's kind of fun to see how those you're accumulating at least in my my world it's it's fun to see how funds are accumulating in those categories versus just wishing and hoping that there's enough in there to Mm -hmm. spend on the vacation and to account for annual expenses for example that kind of quote unquote pop up surprises there's no real surprises anymore are there no no, no, <laughs> no, totally no surprises. Even taxes. Remember, we did this whole thing about how much you're actually going to owe in taxes, right? So, if you're a business owner out there and you have to be paying your own quarterly taxes, yeah, all of a sudden you owe ten thousand dollars, but not mm-hmm. anymore. Not anymore. If you're you're using the system, you can have a better handle on that. Would you agree? Yeah, you're, you're thinking more ahead. Like it's just good to like know. 
I mean, it's kind of like, I think about like your house, like you want to know, is everything working properly? Like, what do we need? You know, like, do we need, you know, more, I mean, from fabric softener to toilet paper to the annual pest control stuff, like what is happening to make sure that the house is running as it needs to. So what's happening behind the scenes, like with the budgeting and do I, am I going to have what I need? Is it what I want? Yep. I remember you just remember we were categorizing like weed killer or like the weed, the weed yeah. man. Right. And you're like, I, that's yeah. totally worth it. I definitely want him to come. That's the weed I'm, killing I'm, man. Right. Yes. The weed killing man. Yes. Like that's something I want. And I want that to keep my house running. So it's, it's things like that. It's like you're making more conscious decisions. I think when you actually see this on paper all together. Mm-hmm. So how has it helped you in your business? What have you recognized in terms of business spending or saving? I know something. I'm going to throw something out there. Paying yourself. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes. Be more consistent. Um, I have, I have been able to be more consistent in like how I pay myself. Not just like, oh, I need to like put this in my personal account to pay for this. But it's like, this is what I'm paying myself. This is what I've decided that I'm, you know, like. This is how much I'm paying myself. This is how much I'm saving to stay in the business for different things, you know? Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times also business owners, we forget to pay ourselves if you don't have a payroll system already set up. Right. So, mm-hmm. and or then we, we just do, pay randomly amount, random amounts. Yes. Yes. Like, oh, well, I think I can pay myself this month or I want to pay myself so that I can pay for the kitchen remodel. Yes. Right. It's kind of like an after. In order to do the kitchen remodel in my personal life, I better pay myself from my business mm-hmm. versus I'm paying myself from my business. And now with these funds, I will do the kitchen remodel. Right? Exactly. Kind of yes. like a different, it it's a little flips shift. your thinking. It's a shift. It's just a shift, which is, I think, why, yes, YNAB's a system, but it's also a lot of mindset shifting when it comes to money. Just like, that full focus planner is mindset shifting when you're thinking about goals and how you're going to actually achieve them. They're not just on a piece of paper. You're actually using your brain power to figure out how they're going to happen. So it's like the tool sets it up for you, but you still need the thinking in order to make it happen. Mm-hmm. True. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of people go wrong in thinking, oh, this is just going to solve everything. Once I have this planner or once I have this, budgeting system, it's all going to be amazing. It will be amazing, but only if you infuse some of the thinking behind it. At mm-hmm. least that's what I found. No, that's exactly right. What do you think has really changed overall big picture since we started working together? What do you think's changed or what's happened? I, I mean, just brief points is like, I've paid off debt, I've saved more, I've given more, and I've adventured more. Mm. We could kind of delve into each of those, but those are like, that's like the overview. Let's delve in. Let's go for it. Tell me. So some things that I've learned in coaching have oftentimes been something that was helpful even to a client that I had in session. Um, like from the Eisenhower matrix that we've talked about, like what's important versus not important, urgent versus not urgent to 
the levels of delegation. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm investing in myself, which then helps others. And so, and I've seen that so many times, like a topic that came up in your podcast or, and, or in our group sessions, group coaching sessions has helped me personally to look at things differently or what a client needed at, at that time. And so I've been growing and shifting, not in homeostasis or status quo. Um, and one of the things you've said before is basically like our brain's job is to help us feel safe, make things easy and efficient. So sometimes it goes to a negative way of thinking about something, but its purpose is to protect us. And yet it doesn't end up, you know, going through that mm -hmm. way. So so I would say through coaching, my actions and thoughts are more aligned with each other and ultimately with my goals and keeping it all, I mean, aligned in, in order. And so I think, I know that it's important to have a growth mindset. And one of the things that I'm thinking about analogy with, as an analogy is a plant can't or won't grow bigger and may actually die if the roots aren't able to spread out. So like a little seedling in a small pot had plenty of space initially for that seedling to grow. However, in order to keep growing, then it might need to be repotted. So to grow, we have to look at where we're going and make choices that allow our personal and professional selves to grow or expand. So, so you're doing a lot of planting <laughs> and repotting, mental planting and repotting. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned how through coaching, you have recognized that some of these same kinds of things we're talking about are coming up when you are working with your own clients. That's kind of in a professional sense. Has any of this trickled into helping you more in personal relationships or I really honestly in your relationship with yourself? Mm. Yes. I mean, like... I know my brain because, you know, I've lived in it for this yeah, many years. Yeah, you've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and so it can be super easy to to first think about when somebody does something, if from my perspective, like that doesn't make sense or whatever, like that initial thought. And I mean, through obviously being a counselor, like I know that we all have different ways of being, living, thinking, feeling, all that culture plays into that as well. And in coaching, we really narrow it down into like, let's do a thought audit. Like, what are all the thoughts that you have about this? And let's kind of go through each of them. Like, are any of them helpful? Or are they serving you? Are they not helpful, not serving you? And so it's just like kind of dumping it out, looking at it, examining it, not saying like it's necessarily like all bad or all good, but just like, let's just look at what's happening. And then how is this helping you, not helping you? And, and which direction do we need to go to get you to achieving your goals? Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, there's I, more I to it that, than that, but I love the thought audit part, right? Like, mm -hmm. is this a thought that's serving me? Is useful? Is it moving me in the direction I want to go? Do I want to keep it? Do I want to throw it out? Do I really even have to replace it? That was another thing. I think I was just thinking about that this weekend. This thought isn't, helping me, but it's not necessarily like I have to kind of come up with something new. I can just be like, nope, I'm done with that. I'm done with that type of thinking. You don't always have to replace things. I think also what I find with my clients, 
a lot of times they'll say to me, I don't know why this is happening, or I'm not sure what my problem is. Like, why do I feel guilty saving for a big vacation when I could be doing X, Y, and Z with my money? That's just a random example. Well, why do you feel guilty? It's because of a thought you have, like you should Mm -hmm. be doing something else. And is that really helping you? No, it's not really helping you potentially. So I think really helping my clients understand why they're getting, why what's happening is happening, why they're feeling the way they're feeling, why they might doing be doing or not doing what they're doing. All of that boils back down to thoughts. And, and, and that thought audit concept is really, really powerful. So I'm glad that's something that you've kind of taken a liking to and, and started to use. Tell me, have you used at all the concept of thought bridges? I was going to say, if you didn't say that, I was about to say like the thought bridge okay. thing. I remember that was like really helpful to me and um, a visual for my clients because it is something that comes up in therapy. Like we are the way that we have certain beliefs about something can shift from, you know, negative maladaptive to, you know, more positive or adaptive. And so it was essentially that what you were saying, but like you drew it out as like a bridge, like here's where the initial thought is, where would you like to be? And then how do we get there? Like each of the, um, and I don't know if I like you said this or I adapted it, but each of the planks on the bridge are slight shifts of thinking to get from one end to the other, instead of just being like, well, you just need to go from like thinking this negative thing to thinking this positive. Well, how do we get there? You know, it's one step at a time each on each of those planks. So that was, I love, I love the image of the thought bridge. And I always picture it as like this little wooden bridge with planks, like Rebecca said, Mm -hmm. and underneath the bridge is the river of misery (laughs) flowing. And you don't want to, you don't want to fall into the river of misery, but you have to kind of go over this bridge one step at a time. When you were mentioning that something that happened with a different client last week is we were talking about finances and money. And she was saying to me, yeah, but I mean, I just feel like if I, if I work through this process, this kind of, you need a budget system, learn the system and kind of adapt the mindset. I'm not going to be able to do anything fun anymore. Like it's just going to take out all the fun. You know, I kind of joke. It's like, I'm not gonna be able to buy coffee or shoes anymore. Right. That's kind of, we have that kind of thinking, but really what happens in that process is it's kind of like a thought bridge. Like you think that on one side of the bridge. But then on the other side, if you get to the other side, you realize, no, this is actually super freeing. I get to do whatever I want with my money or I can, I, it's powerful. I can make tons of choices, but you've got to kind of walk across the bridge, plank by plank and realize that having a system and a funnel through which to think about your finances and keep it organized actually creates more choices. It's more powerful and it gives you more freedom. Would you, what do you, would you agree with that kind of oh, thing? Yeah. Cause I, I know you and I, I had told this you conversation. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm not going to, I forget what it was for you. It wasn't coffee and shoes. Was it travel? Maybe like, I'm not going to be able to go. Probably. On all these trips. Yeah. 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 And, but it was, it was more freeing. Cause it's like, well, do I really want to be spending on these certain categories? I mean, am I, is there another way to like meet that same feeling or need or thought yeah. something like that? And so, yeah, it was, it, it was and is very helpful. In, I, I think when that. you went to Sweden this summer, 
you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I really, I'm going, I'm going to Sweden, but I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. And you just kind of made a series of choices about how mm-hmm. you're going to spend your money on that trip, right? It's a, and, mm-hmm. you, and you kind of made it work. Like you got, you got to do everything you wanted to do, but yep. because not, but, but because you made conscious choices about how you wanted to spend your money that you had allocated for the trip, right? Yes. So yeah, I think that is, but it's really kind of a thought bridge that you really walked over in that process. Super powerful. So, okay. So we've talked about the full focus planner system and goals. We've talked about, you need a budget. So if we kind of like sort of summed this up, where have you seen, or how does, how does this new way of thinking feel to you? Like, does it feel how does it feel? What do you think? Like, how do you feel differently than you mm. did nine months ago? Or how has this mm. more um, organized? Um, yeah. I feel more organized. I feel like more sure, certain of things. And that's just very, you know, general, but with what are like, what are the goals that I've said and which ones am I following through with, you know, what am including with the budget, right? It's in the planner, but it's also in the budget. And if I need to make shifts, I can make shifts and that's okay. Which is something you say that's it. And that's okay. But it's like, it's written down. It's, it is flexible. It's not set in stone. It's okay that you shift and change it. And at the same time, like, Hey, this is what you said is important. What, was the reason that you felt like it was important then? And, you know, is it still, and if it is, what's keeping you right? There's like so many things that could come up with that. Like if, if you're not doing it, what's the thought audit thought bridge that you can get there. So, because like, so going back to the YNAB, like growing up, I was taught to be wise with finances, not overcommit. And Basically, now as an adult with my own business that is expanding, I needed someone knowledgeable in finances for life and business, hence you being a, a business and life coach. Um, yeah. So the YNAB being really helpful, as well as like goal setting. So the full focus planner being helpful and just an overall different way to look at things is what I feel like I've come away with. Yeah, I think it is an overall different way to look at things. And I think having, well, you tell me, but with coaching, it also, I think, because I find this with my own coach, it helps me stay accountable and motivated and and really dig deep into why I'm doing things. The questions that my coach asks me really make me think, which then creates more growth. If someone wasn't asking mm-hmm. me those questions, I think I'd be staying in the same place in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so and you saying that, and you saying that I thought about like high performers have their own coaches and so do coaches. Oftentimes therapists have their own therapists, medical providers have their own medical providers. Like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Right. Because it's doing this work on your own is really hard. Doing the work on your own, I think, is pretty hard. So to wrap up, how do you think you specifically have been, if you had to sum it up, like, okay, coaching, personally and professionally, how do you think you have benefited 
So for coaching, so for coaching, it helps keep me accountable, staying motivated and focused because I meet with you every two weeks and weekly with the group. And I ended up choosing not to do one of those projects that I had initially started with in February because it was so many. That's why I was like, I need help. Like, how do I get all this done? And ultimately, I chose not to do one of those projects. And I had to work through the mindset with that because I was like, but I did all this work towards it. And, you know, you helped me see, remember what was, you know, what I was thinking about, like, that it wasn't a waste, basically. And I knew that. I knew that it wasn't like a waste, but it just felt like if I'm saying no to it and I already invested, you know, certain time and money, then it felt like it was a waste, but that was a thought. And there's other thoughts that you could have about that. That experience was invaluable and I could always choose to do that project later, or maybe it morphs into something else. So, yeah. Here, Rebecca, Kate, when we, we first started working, I actually remember that first session. I pulled out a Google Doc and I was like, okay, dump out everything that's going on in your head, all the things you have going on. Remember that? Mm-hmm, and there were lot. so many things on that page. And then kind of over a series of few weeks, we kind of realized tackling it all right now, it doesn't mean forever, but right now it was going to be hard. And so you making that conscious decision to put one of those projects to the side, that was hard even in and of itself because you felt like it was like, oh my gosh, was that a waste of all the time I'd put into it and money because you'd put money into that project too. Yeah, I think a lot mm-hmm. of times people feel that way with school too. If like they've got, like they've gone yeah. down one path, right? In their mm-hmm. life, like you saying you like your legal path, like you went down that for a while and then you mm-hmm. kind of put that aside, right? And, and moved on to something different. But making those transitions is really hard. There's a lot of guilt in that and like why did I I, did I waste time and money and energy but in the end I think it's pretty freeing right because it frees up some space to work on other things yeah and another thing is just basically like keeping focused on my goals personal and professional rather than just being swayed to something that sounds really good but it's not the best aka not a part of my goals and so I feel more efficient and effective in the steps that I'm taking towards my my goals yeah, because you're not the, the 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 squirrel or the shiny object syndrome or getting derailed, right? Which we mm-hmm. all are so so easily happen to all of us. I think having that coaching and that accountability partner to kind of like wait a second, was that part of the plan? Right mm-hmm. to remind you exactly. of that. Super powerful, super powerful. That's come up with a lot of clients. I see that in myself too. Yeah, I mean, just overall that like, oh, maybe it goes back to like therapists have their own therapist. So I feel like it's helped me become a better therapist and business owner. So I feel like overall, it's helped me all of this YNAB, full focus planner, group coaching, all of that has helped me become a better therapist and better friend and lots of other different categories. All the categories. You've got a lot of categories. Landlord right? You get all sorts of things. All makes you amazing. So, all right. So to wrap up, what are your favorite Andrea sayings? Like, what are the things that go over and over and over in your head? Because <laughs> I have some. I'm glad up. you said sayings because yeah, there's more than one. The management of time is management of mind or management of time is a reflection of the management of your mind. 
And that makes a lot of sense. Um, another one is you talk about the three main resources is time, money, and brain power. And that helps a lot just to think like of what am I expending? No wonder I'm tired or am I going to be tired? Lots of different things that can come from that. Um, and then the thought bridge that we talked about, like, I know that's not a saying necessarily, but, yeah, but it's, a it's something that comes out. Yeah. Looking at yeah. shifting our thoughts a little bit at a time is okay. Love it. Love it. Well, this has been very fun. Thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your yes. experience. Cause I think when we hear other people going through similar you know, we're all the same, right? We're all basically the same, just a little variation and seeing how other people have worked through things and kind of come out and, and made improvements, we'll call it, or upgraded. I like to think of it as like up-leveling, like leveling mm-hmm. up, up-leveling your life. It makes it all worth it because this is the work worth doing, right? Yeah. This is kind of work worth doing. So thank you. You're very welcome. So. I loved the piece of our conversation together where she talks about how her wheel wasn't rolling and she realized that there were aspects of her life that could be way better. Nothing was broken, but that could be way better. She knew that there were other ways that she didn't know about yet to think about things, to implement and systematize things. She wanted to in all of her areas of her life. She wanted to reach her full potential. And this is happening right now. This is happening to her. She is coming into the next version of herself. She is becoming Rebecca 2.0 or 4.0 or 5.0, whatever version we want to talk about. She's becoming that next best version of herself. So if you are interested and want to have this same excitement, this same power, this same control to create your own destiny. If you want to learn how to use these tools to their fullest to help you create a life and a business you love, then come join Rebecca. Come join her inside one of my coaching programs or even do a VIP day. We forgot to mention she's done a VIP day. She's done it all. So I want you to come And you don't have to do it all. Maybe you just do one thing. But I want you to come and join us inside Andrea Libros Coaching, inside that coaching container, and find what you need to get your life rolling and your business to the next level. Okay, my friends. This is truly a story of leveling up that I shared with you today. Go level yourself up, and I'd be happy to help you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Time to Level Up podcast with me, your host, Andrea Libros. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, I encourage you to take a screenshot and share it with them. Okay, now what about you? You've listened to the podcast. And if you now know that you're ready to upgrade your life, upgrade your business, upgrade you, then stop being only a listener and start being a liver, living that upgraded life. Head over to my website and schedule a call. Right there on that call, we'll start changing the way you think and act so that you can have the freedom to achieve the impossible in life and business and have the resources to do it. 
You deserve an upgrade. Let's do it.